0: Have you ever thought, man, these girls have such great opinions, I agree with, and I want to let them know, or these girls are dead wrong. I have to tell them how wrong they are. Well, here comes your chance. On May 20th, we will be doing a live stream on Twitch, hanging out and most likely playing Stardew Valley. We will be taking a break from posting episodes in June to give us some time to enjoy some beautiful summer weather, but to keep you all from completely starving for town meeting content, we will be hosting some live events, and even better, it gives us the opportunity to get to know you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get the full details here soon. Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily and you are listening to Town Meeting a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast. Okay, and welcome back to part 2. Those are strings Pinocchio. But we got the bits. And again, we have Jess here this time. And back we do. Which, I guess, technically, we did last time. We just kind of inserted her into the recording, I think. But <laughs> she's, she's
1: actually here this yes, time. live Um, So, by here's the, way, the thing, Jess. Me and Emily figured something out last week. We mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Emily did great. You know how <laughs> she like, talks how so fast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know how she talks so fast. Uh, she was fine. She got in under a second. And then we were like... Oh, the last person is Jess, um, but unfortunately, Jess is winning by 0.1, or losing, really. Yeah. Uh, by 0.1 for uh, deleting an entire recording. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're going to go out with Grace, right? Oh, absolutely. With yeah. Style and Grace? Yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: Uh, full transparency, dear listeners. Um. Usually, when we do these summaries, we take time to prepare before going into the recording. You know, we write a couple of drafts. We run it. Um, as we finished part one of this recording and sat down to do part two, I said, wait, am I doing this summary? Uh, so that's as much preparation as I've done today. But since I'm this already five losing... Minutes ago. <laughs> Maybe this will be the episode where I just say the B word over and over and over. Oh, no. (laughs) This will be the one where I say it on purpose. No. Please do, actually. (laughs) I have to edit, so it would be a lot of bleeping for me. But I'm going to see what I can do in 30 seconds, having just discussed this episode. Here's hoping.
0: I believe in you. Thank you. Me too. Okay, you ready? Yeah three two one go the girls have big backpacks
2: luke's going on a cruise the dragonfly is pretty good kirk can't find mold uh chilton has a senior video and rory is a valedictorian the independents ended being closed suki and jackson are losing their income uh uh the grandparents are giving rory a car rory asks them for money for yale uh friday night dinners are back uh Jess calls, Chris
1: doesn't show up, and they're going to Europe? I mean, pretty good. <laughs> you did forget one major thing. Uh, Rory's graduating. Oh yeah. yeah oh <laughs> Never God, mentioned. Yes. <laughs> it was so obvious. It doesn't need to be said. <laughs> well, <laughs> but to be fair, you did finish before one second.
0: I, you, you finished before the timer went off, but uh, yeah, Roy's graduation <laughs> not mentioned, and Luke's, Nicole's whole trip not. I mentioned. said they were going on a cruise. <laughs> oh, did I it miss was it? One of the first I, things I, I missed said. It. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so
2: don't guys, did me. I pass?
1: Wow, um, this is a lot of pressure for me. I don't. I don't know how to answer that question. Emily, really it's mean, all on you.
0: Like, I know it's implied, <laughs> but I kind of want to say no just because the graduation wasn't mentioned. The whole thing that, that is this a episode big... revolves around. <laughs> That's like the whole middle part of the episode. Yeah, fair, fair, fair.
2: The A plot is something you should mention in the summary. <laughs> but you know what? I got every B and C plot. Sorry, Jess. So I tried.
0: Oof. <laughs> well uh stay tuned i mean considering there was no
2: prep involved good stay job tuned to find out what i have to do
1: yeah unfortunately this uh solidifies you as the reigning loser the, reigning of the, loser. the <laughs> big the failure good job oh well congratulations
2: great. hey you know what Yay! you know at least i have something going for me <laughs> uh well sandra let's see what you have going for you in this week's references
1: All right, um, for references this week, I want to talk about a Kirk quote, a Brad song, and a familiar guest star. So first up, a Kirk quote. Kirk quote. Say that three times fast.
0: Kirk quote, Kirk I quote, I won't
2: Kirk lose quote. twice in one episode, Sandra. You
1: can't get me again. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, so when we see Kirk, he's inspecting the inn for mold, and he says, did I tell you the dangers of mold and Mc?" And Ed McMahon's dog, right? So first up, Ed McMahon was an American announcer, game show host, and comedian. For 30 mm-hmm. years, he was Johnny Carson's sidekick on The Tonight Show, as well as being one of the personalities conducting the network's coverage of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade during the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s. Yeah. Um, he's actually considered one of the greatest sidekicks. What is that for him. <laughs> right? Like, that's his Wikipedia
0: just title sort of like, tag always a bridesmaid never a bride. <laughs> right <laughs> oh
1: god uh he did pass away in 2009 but before that in 2002 which would have been a year previous to when this episode aired ed mcmahon was in a terrible legal battle where he sued his insurance company for more than 20 million dollars
0: <laughs> um
1: alleging that he was sickened by toxic mold that was spread throughout his house after contractors failed to properly clean up water damage from a broken pipe. So not only did he and his wife get sick, and also his household staff, um, but his dog died. Oh, God. Yeah. I have a feeling that's where this was going. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was so upset by this that he sued them for $20 million. And he won $7.2 million. Uh, because of the death of the dog and the sickness caused, I do hope some of that money went to the household staff. But I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was just awarded to him. Um, but up next, we have a Brad song. And the song in question is Cherish? Cherish? Cherish. Uh, Cherish by the Association. So the lyrics are something. In it, the protagonist. Yeah. So is
0: this song in Into the Woods? No. No. See, I haven't seen Into the Woods, which is actually very weird for me. But I, I'm like, okay, you had a Broadway run. I was really
2: expecting him to like belt out Giants in the Sky, which would have been his song in that show. Mm. And then he started singing this, and I was like, I don't know you. What is this about? I'm excited (laughs) to hear about it, Sandra.
1: (laughs) So this song, um, in it, the protagonist tells his love interest that he cherishes her, though he isn't sure if he actually loves her or just wants her. At the same time, he's unsure that the love interest is actually interested in him since she's with a thousand other guys. So the first verse of the song is- Is she Macarena? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, (laughs) Cherish is the word I use to describe all the feelings that I have hiding here for you inside. You don't know how many times I've wished I had told you. You don't know how many times I wish I could have held you. You don't know how many times I wish that I could mold you into someone who could cherish me as much as I cherish you. What the hell is Brad trying to say with this song?
2: I think that Brad was terribly mistreated at Chilton
0: and is trying to say, like, <laughs> I wish you guys hadn't sucked so much. I wish so you much. guys liked <laughs> me. Right?
1: Maybe if you would have cherished me the way that I cherished you. Things would have been different, but unfortunately, they weren't. I hope Brad has a great time in college. Right? You know what I mean? I do too. We
2: never and like he succeeds, like, Juilliard or something. I
1: I, I would assume so. so. Like he went to Broadway in high school yeah. while he was in high school. We're rooting Whatever. for you, Brad. Uh, so up next, I have a guest star, and Emily. I know that you like to look at the imbd trivia did you for this episode I, I didn't okay i did
0: not today i had a busy day today i did not make it
1: i want you both of you to guess who this guest star is that i'm about to tell you there is a guest star in this episode that is the sister of one of the main cast who is it
0: oh man i mean the the girl at the beginning of the senior video. Oh, it is. is. Whose
1: sister? Paris's sister. It is Paris's <gasps> sister. In real oh. life. That is Liza Wheel's real sister, Samantha Wheel. Um, she, it was a little cameo. And you, I implore everyone to go back and look at her because she is Paris. Like, she is Liza. They look identical. Yeah. It's just different hair. Um, she plays the character Bernadette who is uh giving this video so see even she got a name bernadette got a name the audio geek guy just got audio geek um Poor but AB. this oh ab geek that's it um this is samantha's only credit the only acting thing she ever did um and it was just to cameo in her sister's show i mean she did really well mm-hmm she did um, but I remember when I was looking at her, I was like, oh, is that, pa- no, that's not Paris because the hair. Mm-hmm. But they they have very similar faces. Good spot. Um, I was honestly
0: going off of this is the only person of, like, I don't, I don't want to say importance, but importance out of the main cast. And mm-hmm, is the only episode. other character highlighted. Already, yeah. Yeah. And we've already discussed the AV geek was not anybody else whatever his name may be and then I was going she's she's blondish
1: yeah um that's kind of why she got an extended little cameo was because she's the sister of Liza Will so yeah I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was really cute um but other than that I don't really have anything else to give you guys there were a lot of references this episode like every second was a reference um (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was just a lot for me I gotta be honest. That's fair. It's it's too much sometimes. <laughs> I just want to tell you about sisters who cameo, you know? Go, moving on with this episode, uh, we have Emily telling us about a bunch of books. Books,
2: movies, and music
1: with
0: Emily. So while we don't actually, and if we do see any reading in this episode, I was tired. We have a ton of references, though. Uh, so in Rory's speech, she starts off that she was a resident of Faulkner's Yoknapatawpha County. Uh, as you can guess, William Faulkner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The county that I am not going to say again um, is a fictional Mississippi county where Faulkner set all but three of his novels along with over 50 of his stories. It is derived from two Chicksaw words. Uh, Chicksaw is a Native American tribe from the Muscagean family, if I said that right. Um, Yakona and Potofa meaning split land. So that is, that is what she was talking about there. Um, she said she hunted the white whale aboard the Pequod. That was Moby Dick uh, by Herman Melville. We did that, I think, season one. Uh, 1851 novel about chasing the very elusive white whale by the name of Moby Dick spawned many inappropriate jokes. <laughs> um, she says she fought alongside Napoleon. That one's a little harder to figure out because I mean, there's a ton of books written about Napoleon.
1: <laughs> she just uh, read a textbook,
0: right? General <laughs> consensus seems to be, it was probably talking about, she was probably talking about war and peace by Leo Tolstoy. Mm. Um, That was released in 1869. It is a mix of fictional narrative with history and philosophy. Um, So a little bit of real, a little bit of fake. It is regarded as Tolstoy's finest achievement and remains a universally praised classic of world literature. It chronicles the French invasion of Russia and the impact of the Napoleonic era on czarist society through the stories of five Russian families. Um, Socialite, high class Russian families. Hmm. Um, I think I, I missed some words when I was typing that up. She said she sailed a raft with Huck and Jim. That one is probably self-explanatory, but just to throw it out there, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain, released in 1885. It is a, I didn't know this, it is a direct sequel to The Adventures of Tom Sawyer.
1: <laughs> Do you guys remember that movie, Tom and Huck? Was that? That was, yeah. uh... Uh, I don't remember the actors at all. Let me find Was them. that
2: the one where one of them pretends to be
1: dead? Uh, John- it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah. And uh, Ben Renfro. Very, yeah. very vaguely. I used to watch that movie so I had many a VHS times.
2: that had the preview for that movie. And I remember mm. seeing the preview a bunch, but I never saw the actual movie.
0: <laughs> uh, So... The story of Huckleberry Finn is told from the viewpoint of Huck Finn, a barely literate teen who fakes his own death to escape his abusive drunken father. He encounters a runaway slave named Jimt, and the two embark on a raft journey down the Mississippi River. They do end up meeting up with Tom Sawyer and some of Tom's family shenanigans Sue um after that she says she committed absurdities with ignatius j Riley. that is another book that we've already discussed in a previous episode uh confederacy of dunces by john kennedy Toole, the unemployed 30 year old with a degree in middle medieval history who lives with his mother and hates the world oh okay that was a jest book right it was a jest book yes yeah Hmm. Uh, she said she rode a sad train with anna karenina Another Tolstoy novel, which I was surprised that she referenced multiple by the same author, um, Anna Karenina was released as a series from 1875 to 1877. Anna is a married socialite, and the series slash novel goes through her affair with the affluent Count Vronsky, along with the stories of a dozen other characters. It is divided into eight parts and is 239 chapters. Wow. The story takes place against the backdrop of the liberal reforms initiated by the Emperor Alexander II of Russia and the rapid societal transformations that followed. And then finally, she says she strolled down Swan's Way. This is in a reference to Marcel Proust. Uh, every time I think of Proust, I think of a whole Lorelai and mm-hmm. Max mm-hmm. debacle. Um, but his also novel slash series, kind of in the same... Lane as uh, Anna Credina, it is a novel that takes place over seven volumes, was originally published between 1913 and 1927, the English version being 1922 to 1931 is when it was published. Um, Swan's Way is volume one, and the narrator uh, it's the narrator's thoughts about his own life that led him ineluctably to the past of Charles Swan, a family friend the narrator knew as a child. By remembering and imaginatively inhabiting Swan's love affair with the coquette Odette, Odette, the narrator gains insight into his life and the nature of love itself. I don't think I'm ever going to read were all the books.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of words that I did not understand.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm surprised I got through those words. The coquette Odette. But that is... I mean I guess it's books, it's all books, some we have talked about in the past, some are very famous, some not so much, um, but that is our wrap-up books, for, well not wrap-up, but that is our season three graduation books. And after that we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices, making fashion choices, making fashion
2: choices with Jess. Right, well, as we record this episode, listeners, we are less than a week out from Christmas. It'll be much later when you hear it, um, but between the holiday hubbub and um, this episode not having a really good, obvious fashion reference, I didn't do a deep dive, I'm doing a good old-fashioned kind of fashion roundup of the episode. Um, just pulling out some of the key looks so I think the first key look for me is um, Lorelai's kind of work outfit that she wears when we see her at the Dragonfly and at the Independence Inn which is her navy blue puff sleeve wrap blouse that she has um, it's kind of polka dotty and then she's got a navy skirt and she's got really cute little heels they're kind of like Mary Jane's um, like blue and white very cute Uh, And then we also have Suki's outfit, which is, like, a fun kind of twist on Suki's kind of free-spirited thing that she has going fashion-wise. She has this... See, and it feels a little boho. Yes, it's very boho. It's, like, this white kind of peasant blouse linen thing with pink embroidery. Um, And we do see more of her kind of, like, free-flowing fashion later in the episode. Uh, I did want to kind of call attention to Rory's town meeting top. She comes in, obviously, at the end, she briefly talks to Lane, and then she talks to Dean. And her top just felt very adult to me. It didn't feel like a, you know, fresh, young teenager about to go out into the world. It felt like a working mom who's got two jobs. (laughs) You know, like the TikTok song, um, the Reba song. Uh, It just felt very old. It's cute. I might wear it, but I'm also a 30 year old woman, not a teenager.
0: It reminds me of something Deb would wear.
2: Debbie. Yeah,
0: right. It does. Like all the moms
2: would have a different flower pattern, and
1: they'd all be wearing the same yeah. shirt. Um, I was like, who the hell is Deb? <laughs> you know Deb. And then I, I remember now. Yeah, I remember who Deb is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that
2: um, that shirt is a blue button up with kind of a red and yellow floral pattern on it. Uh, and then obviously we have kind of the piece de resistance of this episode, which is Rory's graduation dress, and I did try my best to find what this dress is, who this dress was made by, um, but like a lot of the pieces in Gilmore, uh, the brands have kind of been lost to time. I was able to find a couple of people who have resold this dress over the past decade, you know, on Poshmark or eBay, um... None of them showed a brand tag, which is very frustrating. (laughs) Uh, I do know that it is a 100% silk dress, and it is, uh, you know, pink with floral um, print. It's got ruffle accents, so kind of ruffles on, like, the chest cups. It's got an asymmetrical trim with more ruffles, and Rory pairs it with a long-sleeve, kind of cropped gray cardigan. It's very sweet. Uh Lorelai is doing some alterations. I think it's a really pretty outfit.
1: I always and I guess it's wrong, but I always kind of thought Lorelai made that dress.
0: Mm, yeah. I kind of got the same impression too. Yeah. Cuz like, it just it, it felt like the dance dress. Mhm.
1: Like thing. um obviously in real life it's a yeah, real dress by someone that but in canon I always thought it was Lorelai. Oh, okay. Well,
0: on the next morning too when she, when they're doing the Europe packing trip trip and she comes out with that black sweater Lorelai says, "You hate your graduation dress that much?" Which to me kind of right. implied like you hate the dress that I Ooh, made you. Okay. Which kind, you know, in a yeah, joking way yeah. obviously, but mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's it's a really cute dress. I think it's a great graduation dress. I love the dress. I hate the sweater. It feels very casual.
2: It's fine. It's what she wears. She's probably nice and warm. But then I also want to touch on, uh, you know, our other three ladies who we see at the graduation because Lorelai, Suki, and Emily all certainly pull out all the stops because it's a big event and they want to look nice. Uh, let's touch first on Lorelai. This is unfortunately one of my least favorite of Lorelei's illusion lace dresses. You guys know I don't love illusion lace to begin with, And there's something about when the illusion lace, the part that's supposed to look like it kind of matches your skin tone, when it doesn't, it really bugs
1: me. Yeah, it's like white. Like, Mm -hmm. white, white.
0: Yeah, and it just... Feels like they're trying to very hard, like, just very, very much say, hey... You're not actually seeing through this red lace. This is not a dress out of a porn. And at the same time. Wow, did not expect that in this
2: episode, right? <laughs> um She pairs it with a little um red sweater. It's like the perfect red on red match, and she has a little red clutch purse. I don't love this outfit, but she looks great in it. That's the problem with anything Lauren puts on
0: is she could wear anything and she still looks incredible. It just makes me think of uh, Marilyn Monroe, an an author or uh, like a newspaper journalist or something wrote that she only looks good because she has all this makeup and fancy clothes and everything. And so she retaliated by posing in a potato sack and still looked phenomenal. Lauren Graham could do that. Suki wears something very fun,
2: very colorful, very vibrant and young, honestly. She's got this... Pink and yellow striped wrap dress. It's got this bright, vibrant. Almost matches Lorelai's dress perfectly. Red underlayer, and the dress has got that uh, kind of again that very boho kind of hippie. Um, It's very flouncy. It's very flowy, and then she's got this pink cardigan sweater over top.
0: Altogether, it's kind of a mess, but at the same time, it's Suki. It works. It looks. I think she looks. so good in it and I love how like just bright and fun and colorful it is and it looks like comfortable like it feels like it would flow (laughs) right
2: and then my last one I want to touch on is of course Emily talked about it briefly last week Emily wears um I have to assume it's probably us like a sheath dress or a you know pencil skirt with a blue zip up jacket over it and the jacket has a, a shimmer p- diamond pattern across it. Um, there's something almost a little bit sporty about it. Like if you wore it with yoga yeah. pants, you could look like you were just like a rich lady on your way to yoga. But Emily- I can see that. Pairs it with a, a skirt or dress and it looks very pretty. Um, we don't see Emily do the baby blue very often. That's very much a Lorelei color, occasionally a Rory color. So it was kind of fun to see Lorelei do red and Emily do blue in this episode. Just a quick kind of fashion roundup for this episode. Uh, I'm not going to say anybody was best or worst dressed. I really liked Rory's dress on her. Um, carding kind of a bummer. But yeah. Was there anything that I missed that either of you either
1: loved or hated? Um, I have an outfit. Oh, okay. And um, when I saw it, I was like what in the emo hell is this but in a good way Mm -hmm. just know that in a good way i loved it uh suki is wearing this jean jacket dark jean jacket with like a very long um sweater under the pink and black striped one yes and then jeans or leggings Mm -hmm. i don't i'm not quite sure
0: I always assumed it was a skirt. She it's was It's a skirt, but she's got so like, like a long-sleeve top and then jeans pants. underneath the skirt. Cuz she's been doing the skirts and pants thing. It that it was a thing for a very short <laughs> amount of time.
1: So, I was giving her the benefit of the doubt of maybe it's it was a long sweater, but it might be a skirt and pants combo. Um, I unironically love this.
2: Yeah, it's giving, like, I... a person who has enough money to go into Hot Topic and, like, buy
1: the good stuff. Right? Yeah. It is giving Hot Topic to the max. It actually made her younger. Yeah. Like, she the... looks younger here.
0: Like, the, the jean-fitted jacket with her hair up and kind of, like, a, a scrunchy kind of pole. Mm-hmm. I just I think Suki looks great in this scene. Like, I agree. I really like it.
1: So that was my outfit, mostly because like, if I had the confidence of wearing a a dress slash skirt with a uh, jeans, I would have. But also, I don't. listeners
0: <laughs> in two thousand three to two thousand four for like a solid six months, it was a thing to wear oh, jeans it was definitely a thing the yeah. skirt. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch *Lizzie McGuire*. Miranda. I mean, outfit. there's that <laughs> like
1: was there's that
2: picture of Ashley Tisdale on a red carpet.
1: And that's, like, the
2: quintessential dress and jeans. Because it's, like, bootleg jeans. Like, these are not skinny jeans. We're not using jeans in place of leggings. It was, like, I'm wearing jeans. And then I put a dress on, and then I put four shirts on, and then I put a belt on top (laughs) of all of them.
1: And it's pink. Yeah. And black. And it's fine. And you looked... We looked great when we did it. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Super (laughs) great. Only... (laughs) Only the future can really judge
2: fashion, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? I never wore a denim suit. God,
1: I would... I never wore a denim, denim on denim on. I do that suit, all the time. So... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do that all the time, too, with the jean jacket and the pants. I honestly so I wish
2: that I could get a denim vest that fits like a shirt so I could just wear a denim vest with a
0: denim jacket and jeans. <laughs> I, am, I am talking specifically about, about Justin and Brittany. Justin
1: and Brittany. Mm-hmm that's iconic yeah one of the most iconic uh couples but
2: that was this week's fashion the last fashion recap of season three very excited to get into season four we're leaving the chilton uniforms behind the amount of clothes Mm -hmm. in each episode is going to double or triple so be ready for it and after fashion we have stars hollow speaks love
1: And I'm going to start us off with a couple more comments from last week's episode that we, um, me and Emily did. Jess, I'm sorry, but you're not allowed to comment on these <laughs> comments because you weren't here. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um. So just as a reminder, last week's episode was the backdoor pilot, Windward Circle, episode. Windward. Yep, right? not wayward. Not wayward. Win- no, win oh, crap. Winward.
0: Winward circle.
1: That and it was Wayward Sisters. That is the other thing. One. Anyways, um I have no clue what's Kendra- going on. Kendra looks confused. Kendra, uh, we asked, what thoughts did you have on Jess in California? Kendra said, Unfortunately, too many to write down and then the skull uh with bones. I get that. You know? i get it it was it was weird seeing jess in california yeah um give me my coffee is another one uh who says that they usually skip that episode that it's just too disjointed um obviously we have a co-host that felt the same (laughs) i'm just kidding it wasn't me it was me um jess also wanted to skip yeah um (laughs) and then two hours from pluto said she only has one thought about this episode, and is that backdoor pilots are the bane of my existence. Yeah, people don't really like this episode, huh? <laughs> um, what other backdoor I mean, pilots are there?
0: Well, there's the one for Wayward Sisters,
1: right? Oh, I remember Gossip Girl had one where they were oh, in they the did. '80s, uh, the moms. Oh. Uh, but I don't think there was anywhere. A... It was Britney, though.
2: Was there a backdoor pilot for Angel in Buffy?
1: season one and two are just a (laughs) backdoor pilot. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, no, I I see where you guys are coming from. Um, Me and Emily both kind of agreed. We didn't hate the episode. It's just kind of an episode. Mm. Um, But I understand why people dislike it.
0: The biggest thought that I remember is that I did not realize how horrible of a person Jimmy was. Yeah, we hated Jimmy. Did not like Jimmy. I just...
2: I obviously wasn't there, but my two cents are: I felt like it was trying too hard to create another Lorelai.
0: Yes, that was my yeah, thing. Yeah, and
2: I was just like, yeah, I don't need that, and also I don't yeah. want another show based in California.
1: Been there, done that. Gimme Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we talked all about the OC, but um, <laughs> yeah. Though, thank you to everyone who uh, wrote in those come yeah
0: and then we posted a story for today's episode that we were recording and we heard back from Elle she said my best friend reminds me of Rory I cry every time in this episode because she was valedictorian too and I miss her a lot Grace if you're listening I love you oh so shout out to Grace <laughs> shout out Grace <laughs> from Elle uh congratulations you just got a shout out for never listening to our podcast <laughs> um But then also from Gabby, uh, she messaged us and said, Rory's valedictorian speech makes me cry every time. And Luke is the best, truly a father figure in Rory's life. And I love that he is there and cries during the ceremony. Also Luke's dream about Laura telling him not to get engaged. Love it. And then she has like the little, uh, hand over the mouth Mm. emoji, like the secret, (laughs) a secret. So Elle and Gabby, thank you so much for writing in on today's story. And we got a very nice long message from Lisa who said, oh, that
2: speech. I know I wouldn't be thrilled if the valedictorian actually made that speech at my high school. This is supposed to be about our graduation, not your personal life. So Lisa shares (laughs) the same thought as many of the Redditors that we have seen. I'm I'm not alone. (laughs) And Emily. (laughs) Um, But as a fan of the characters, I love it every watch. Also, the parallels to the first episode are fantastic. I didn't notice most of them until binge watching was a thing. The money phone call, sewing Rory's outfit, needing to ask the grandparents for money again. Except this time, Lorelai tells Rory about the lack of money, and it's Rory that asks for it. I wonder if they weren't sure how they would go on after high school, and ASP wanted to fit in some full circle moments. I also really love the Hmm. "It's not so scary anymore" line in the stairwell. We haven't seen for like a year, and the season uh, going out on a dream, just like it started.
1: Mm. Oh, that's a really good point. That like, yeah. Well, Lorelai, it was Lorelai's dream of like uh, having twins with Luke. A Luke Mm -hmm. and Lorelai dream. And then we end it. With and Luke.
0: now Luke's having
1: not one to be married. Well, and
2: Luke even knows about the dream that Lorelai had at the beginning of the season because she told him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really great points, Lisa. Thank you so much for all of those mm-hmm. great observations.
1: So to end the episode, guys, let's talk about coffee. Let's talk about how they went to Luke's and then immediately left. They got all the way there. Mm-hmm. And immediately we left. have no
0: coffee in this episode do we
1: and then let's talk about the fact that there was no coffee in this episode
0: <sighs> that's two episodes in a row we didn't have any coffee Ooh. uh for the backdoor
2: pilot episode either well i mean we're about to go to yale and the coffee cart does appear at some point
1: eventually, eventually yeah but right now it's uh there were bigger things uh Jess, unfortunately, did not remember that Rory graduated in this episode, but <laughs> she did actually graduate. You know, something in this happened, I don't know why. <laughs> so yeah. unfortunately, she couldn't be downing coffee the entire time. Um, and Lorelai, uh, you know she she's having work problems. She had champagne instead. Yes, I don't blame her. I would much rather have champagne <laughs> than coffee any day, any time. Same. Um, but regardless, thank you for listening this season. Um, as I've said many times, season three is one of my favorite seasons. So, so good to have you guys here talking about it with me. Um, as always, I want to thank both of you for joining on the podcast and doing all the hard work because it is very hard work (laughs) and it's a lot of times of like us being like, oh my God, we have to record today, but we enjoy it yes we're just turn the energy started. up yeah so uh we're on <laughs> uh as a final goodbye for season three i was sandra
0: and i was emily and
2: i was jess and we will see you in season four bye Thanks for listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on Instagram or Twitter at TownMeetingPod. Or if you'd like to send us an email, send it to townmeetingpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to toss us a couple bucks and support the podcast, find us on buymeacoffee.com townmeeting.